Hello, everybody, and welcome to One Question with Pastor Adam, and I am Adam, and I am pastor to believers and to doubters, to faithful atheists, and to unfaithful Christians. And here we are. It's the new year, 2024. I hope I hope that your new year is off to a good start. And uh, do you do, I'm here, I'm going to ask the questions today. Do you do uh, New Year's resolutions? No? Maybe? Yes? Yes? Uh, there, There is, you know, I stopped doing resolutions uh, years ago because I was like, this, this sucks. <laughs> 10 days into the new year and I'm like, I'm done. I just feel like a failure, right? Uh, but I've started to do uh, New Year's resolutions again, in part because I know I'm a failure. <laughs> I wasn't expecting to say that. I know, I already know I'm a failure. I already know I'm going to fail on these New Year's resolutions. And guess what? That doesn't define me and it doesn't define you. So here we go. What are some some things you want to do this year, some habits that you want to form? Uh and know that, you know, there's going to be bumps along the way. Bumps happen in life. It's 2024. You're going to have some bumps. You had some bumps in 2023. Yeah, that, that happens. There are imperfect things that happen. Uh, life is not about perfection. And that's kind of what this episode is about. Princess, glorious morning to you, my friend. Uh, and um, yeah, do you have, Princess, do you have New Year's resolutions this year? Are you doing New Year's resolutions? I will tell you about some of mine. I am resolving to do more Legos with my son. <laughs> Here we go. Here is one of the Legos that I have done with my son. If you can, if you're watching the live show, here it is. It's flowers uh, and uh, the Lego flowers. Aren't they? Aren't they beautiful? I love them. So I'm I'm going to do more Legos with uh, with my son, and that's awesome. I'm also I'm three for three. This is day four of 2024. I'm also writing a journal this year. Well, at least three days into the year. <laughs> we'll see if I do it here on the fourth day. There is going to be a day this year, probably multiple days that I don't write in my journal. Uh, and that's going to be okay. That's not a failure. It's just life, right? Things get in the way. But I want to show you this amazing journal that I got uh from barnes and noble oh i just love this thing oh green is also my color for 2024 uh so here is a green journal that i got from barnes and noble it's got the celtic cross and it's green and oh it's just beautiful and so um i i saw that and i was like that is my 2024 journal i've also a couple years ago i started a resolution that i've actually kept I don't do it every day, but it's a how to win the day journal. <laughs> Let's go. So it's just basically my list of things to do for the day. And uh, sometimes throughout the day, I do things that aren't on the list. And then I add them to the list after I've done them. And then I can cross them on and it off. And it makes me feel like I've accomplished even more. So <laughs> it, uh, it's a guarantee that I can... Uh, increase my ratio of the win for the day <laughs> in that. So actually it's been really helpful um, for me in getting things done that I want to get done, the how to win the day journal. So uh, yeah, that's that's been good. So 
I love the quote that goes around every New Year's uh, that says, may all your troubles last as long as your New Year's resolution. <laughs> that's a good one. That's a good one. Well, that's incentive to uh, get the failure of following the New Year's resolution out of the way early, isn't it? <laughs> so that your troubles can go away quickly. That's uh attributed to Joey Adams, an actress and director. Um, so, uh, so yeah, I, I, I like that quote. Try to like put that quote on. The other one is I uh, found it on Raylene uh, at the church, found it on uh, Father Nathan Monk's uh, Facebook page. And uh, the quote was, what was the quote? It was, uh, January 1st is not the only day of the year that you can start over. Let that sink in. January 1st is not the only day of the year that you can start over. You can start over any day of the year, any time of the year. I did a lot of starting over last year, and um, imagine I'm going to be doing a lot of starting over this year, too. And sometimes, sometimes you just need a reboot in life. Uh, sometimes there are things that are just weighing us down, uh, things that are causing depression. And sometimes sometimes you need to make a radical shift. Sometimes you need to make a change uh, in life. And so uh, that, that may be in store for me more this year, maybe in store for you a little more this year, but um, that's that's kind of where we're going and and that's where I'm going in 2024. Um, so uh, I wanted to uh, tell you a little bit of a story <laughs> that goes along with resolutions and failure failure and uh, picking yourself back up. Uh, and so that story has to do with the Legos that I talked about earlier and my son doing Legos with me. Here they are, the beautiful flowers. Isn't, isn't that amazing? I love it. I love it. So I wanted to get a vase for these flowers. And I went to a store and got this vase that you can see here. But it's not big enough. It's not big enough. So I need to get a bigger vase. So I went to uh, a different uh, store. <laughs> and I knew they had to have vases there. But I went over to like the garden center. No vases. I went over to the place where they have uh, other like, uh, candle vases, candle vase things. What are those things called? I don't know. Candle vase things. And they didn't have any vases that were big enough. And I went and asked, uh, somebody who worked at the store and I was like, Hey man, where are your vases? And he was like, Oh, they're either in the garden center or in over by the candles. And I was like, I just looked, where are your vases? Uh, so I walked over to, uh, the checkout where I was going to purchase something. And guess what? vases right at the checkout. Why didn't the person know? I don't know. Anyway, life is hard. He didn't know. So it's okay. <laughs> so anyway, I found the vases, but there, uh, but then I was like, there's not a vase here that's big enough for my Legos. <laughs> so then I turned the corner and the flower section just kind of kept going. And then I saw this amazing vase that was big enough for my Legos. And so here it is. This is, this is, that's big enough. So I'm going to be able to fit all of the flower set of Legos into that vase. And uh, I'm, I'm just so excited. So I 
it's not the perfect size, <laughs> but that's okay because I need to get some rocks at the bottom because it's too tall for the Legos. So uh, there you go. So I'm going to do that. But as I was going and picking up this vase, the floral clerk came up to me and started talking. And I was like, I just want to get this vase. <laughs> but she wanted to talk. So we started talking. So um, she asked me what I was going to use the vase for, a practical question. And uh, I was like, do I tell this person I'm using this vase for my Lego set? <laughs> uh, so her name's Kathy. So I said, Kathy, you're not going to believe this. Does anybody ever come in and ask you for a vase for their flower Legos? And she said, no. <laughs> so I was like, well, that's what I'm here for. So she wanted me to show her the flower Lego. So I went on my phone and found the Legos and showed her a picture of them. And she just, she wanted to talk. So she asked me what I do for a living. And she's, and I said, I'm, I'm a pastor. And she was like, I, I would never have guessed. I would never have guessed pastor. And I was like, what would you have guessed? <laughs> she's, she said she didn't know. I was hoping for like janitor or something <laughs> that would have been, that would have been awesome. I, I would have loved for her to have said that. I, I think janitors are some of the most undervalued and most important people uh, in the world. And you know, when COVID, you know, we were like uh, essential workers, we need to do things better. Well, we're not, we're not. Um, so uh, we should work for better pay for our janitors. Uh, so uh, anyway, she asked me what I did and I said, pastor. And then uh, she was like, oh, I didn't see that coming. And then she asked me about my tattoo. And so uh, she wanted to see my tattoo. So I showed it to her and was like, this is Jesus uh, between Good Friday and and uh, Easter Sunday is Holy Saturday. And that's when Jesus goes down and uh, breaks down the gates of hell and conquers Satan and brings Satan and everybody else out with him. Whew, I love that story. So she was like, I haven't heard that before. So she's says that she's an agnostic. And um, so we start talking about why I think agnosticism is actually really cool and great. And a lot of agnostics and atheists at the church and we're all about community. And she was like, oh, that's fantastic. But the reason that I'm telling you this story is not just because she wanted to talk to me for a very long time <laughs> about being a pastor and religion and agnosticism and how awesome that was. The reason that I'm telling you this story is more because I picked up this vase that was big enough for my Legos and she warns me about the vase. She says, before you buy this vase, you should know that there are little spots in the vase that are imperfections. And so she picks up the vase that I have and she shows me I don't know if you can see it. It's right here. It's she said, uh, glass vases always have these little imperfection things in them, these like bubbles or something. And so you should be worried. You should you should know about that before uh, you buy it. And I was like, oh, Kathy, I'm all about the imperfections. I love the vase with the imperfections. It gives it more character. It's like the is it in in sorry I. Insigui, insiguri. I no, that's not it. What is the, what is the Japanese uh, way of you know, breaking cups and then gluing them together with this beautiful gold glue and stuff? Um, 
And the point is the imperfections, right? It's like the, it's like the indigenous peoples, uh, when they make rugs and they leave a corner undone because the imperfection is, is the point. It's a reminder that this is what life is like. It ain't perfect folks, right? This is, this is what new year's resolutions are all about to humble ourselves because <laughs> we're going to mess it up within a couple of days. Uh, so it's just, it's just a reminder. So this year, I don't know. I mean, this, I've, I've been working on this for a long time, so it's not like this is something that's new to me. Uh, but this year I'm, you know, embrace the imperfection. It's not going to be perfect. I, I think, I think that's because I have some perfectionism inside of me and it just, it just is not healthy for my soul. The perfectionism. Now, some people I know who are perfectionists uh, deal with it in really great ways and don't feel like they need to change. And if that's you, that's fantastic. Uh, but for me, it just weighs me down. And the worst thing, well, I don't know if it's the worst thing, but one thing that's really bad about my perfectionism is that it stops me from doing anything. Like if I really uh, dive into this sense of perfectionism, it stops me from doing anything because I know I'm not going to be able to do it perfectly. And so I, I either procrastinate or I'm like, I can't do this at all. And so just embracing, uh, the, uh, fact that what I'm going to do is going to be imperfect, but it's going to be good. It's going to be good enough. This is, this is the spirituality of Genesis chapter one. <laughs> Let's throw some some Bible in here because I'm a pastor. So Genesis chapter one, people often think that God created a perfect world, but that's not what it is. God's not about perfection. God is not a perfectionist. How about that? That's a great title for a sermon or a book. God is not a perfectionist. When God creates the world, you may remember after each day, God says that it is good. Doesn't say that it's perfect, right? And at the end, when God creates humans, this is debatable. God may even be wrong. When God creates humans, he's, God says, it, it's very good, right? <laughs> so that's the anthropocentric nature of uh, some of the Bible writers. But Genesis 1 is not totally anthropocentric because everything in creation is good and should be treated as good. So that's a reminder to us in the, 20, the, the 21st century about creation care. It's good. So we should treat creation as if it's good because it is. So Christians should be on the forefront of creation care. That's what we should be. So anyway, I, uh, the vase with the, there's the spot right there. Just a reminder that hmm, this is life. Sometimes, sometimes, sometimes we all have the vase, the bubble in the vase within us and that's okay. That's okay. That's life. That's how it goes. Richard Rohr has been very good on this in my life. Uh, read the, the book Falling Upward is like one of the best books, one of the most important books that I've ever read. And uh, in it, uh, he says something like, I don't know why this is the case, but you have to go through sin in order to move forward. Now, I know sin language is like really tough for all of us uh, progressive Christians. Uh, we want to do away with sin language, but uh, 
a couple seasons ago, I did a podcast on sin, so you can go check it out. But uh, sin in in the Hebrew Bible uh, is just, and in the New Testament, uh, is just missing the mark. Uh, it's kind of like archery, where you're you've got the bow and the arrow, and you're you know you're shooting for the bullseye, and you miss it. Hey, guess what? We all miss it. That's what that's that's what this big ugly word, well, small three letter word, sin, <laughs> is all about. Yeah, you, you missed the mark. I missed the mark, and we all missed the mark, and we can all pick up the arrow and do better and try again. And you're gonna miss the mark again. I'm gonna miss the mark again. That's that happens, and you just pick up the arrow and you try again. That's that's all it is. So I also love the word, I've grown to love the word repentance. That's another big, ugly word, <laughs> bigger than, than sin. Uh, but uh, anyway, uh, repentance is uh, has the notion of you're on a journey, maybe you're hiking, there's a fork in the road, you choose one of the ways and it, you begin to realize, oops, should have gone the other way. So repentance is just turning around. That's what the Hebrew word means, to turn around, teshuva, to turn, to go back and then try out the other path, <laughs> see where that's going to lead. And if it, if you don't like that path, well, there are only two of them. No, always, there's always another path. There's always another path. So turn around. That's all repentance is. Uh, in the Greek of the New Testament, it's metanoia, changing of the mind change your mind, metanoia. That's, that's what repentance is. And you know, I'm in a lifelong repentance or changing of my mind uh, about God because I've been taught that actually God is perfect and I have to be perfect in order to earn God's approval. And uh, maybe that's some of the religious baggage of perfectionism that, uh, that you've been dealing with, that, that I've been dealing with. And how do you how do you metanoia that one? <laughs> How do you change your mind on that one? Well, uh, you, I, I have been helped uh, by people who have loved me when I've missed the mark, when I've had to teshuva, uh, and who have helped me do better, therapists, friends, and folk. Uh, so that's been really awesome. And uh, also knowing that uh, keeping in mind that no matter what I have done and what I have left undone, uh, I am still worthy of love. God still loves me. God is love. God loves you. You're still worthy of love. And uh, sometimes, sometimes you got to change your mind about the lies. I was going to say BS. Uh, <laughs> uh, the lies that we've been told throughout our lives that we're not worthy. Um, and that's a, that's a metanoia. That's a changing of our minds. No, actually I am. And you are. So, uh, there is, there is 2024 for you. I'm going to embrace the, the vase that's got imperfections in it. That's life. Imperfections. Sometimes we're going to get things wrong and that's okay. Pick up the arrow, do it again. So, all right, so uh, Morning Cliff, good to see you. Ooh, 
princess stop smoking after 29 years not easy love you princess uh judy judy good to see you judy says i'm praying that my radical shift this year is my move to the springs judy we will Pray that you get into the Springs Retirement Center, and uh, that would be awesome. Lego flowers are beautiful. Yes, that's right, Lita. I've got two more, no, three more flowers that I need to make with my son, and uh, they won't fit in this little vase, so that's why I had to get the bigger one. So that's <laughs> awesome. Good morning, Jeff. Good to see you. Free Palestine, Luke. Let's go. Come on, people. And uh, Victoria, I I Ikigari, that kin Kinsugi, that's it. That's it. That's the word that I was looking for, Jessica. Thank you. Kins kintsugi. That's the Japanese breaking of the cups and gluing it together with the, the beautiful glue. I think that's it. Ikigari. I, uh, I'll have to look that up, Victoria. That 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 may be it too. I don't know. Um, <clears throat> but kintsugi is the one that I've always heard it to be. So uh, Cliff, good to see you. Mike, don't let best get... Oh, Mike. Mike, bring it. Mike says, don't let best get in the way of better. Oh, love it. Keep keep working for the better, but don't get the best, the perfectionism of best get in the way of better and of doing the thing. Uh, Anne Lamott, I've got her book right here. No. Anyway, I've got a bunch of her books here. Uh, Anne Lamott uh, wrote a book called Bird by Bird. And in it, she says... If you're trying to write a book, here's the key. Write a shitty first draft. <laughs> Just get that draft down and write it and let it be shitty. And then come back to it and you may read it and decide, discover, wow, that was not as shitty as I thought it was going to be. That was actually pretty good. Or you may discover, yeah, that was actually pretty shitty. <laughs> But here, I just need to make some edits and uh, maybe have a friend look over it, and we can we can do this and and make it better, right? Um, so, and then there are sometimes when when maybe it's maybe it is meant to just be shitty, and we need to just let things be shitty, right? I mean, I don't know, maybe just let things be shitty. Uh, sometimes that's okay. So excuse my French, by the way, I should have made a content warning uh, before I started quoting Anne Lamott. <laughs> so, oh, I've got my dog here. Can you hear my dog? I don't know, but I love my dog, Mac. Uh, he's wagging his tail on the bookcase, so he might be able to Denise says, my dad was a deep thinker. He attended church and sang in the church choir his entire life, but always identified as agnostic. Interesting. In the last days of his life, he said that he looked forward to actually knowing what happens after he dies. I hope that he found something amazing and awesome. Mm. I wish I could have talked with your dad, Denise. That's, that is, I hope he found something Amazing and awesome too, Denise. That's beautiful. Luke, let's end the genocide for 2024, exclamation point. Amen. Let's do that. Cheryl uh, never makes mistakes. And by mistakes, Cheryl means M-I-S-T-E-A-K-S mistakes. <laughs> 
Oh, Cheryl, fantastic. Oh, Courtney says, hey, four legs. Yep, yep, you're you're seeing the dog. <laughs> this is Mac, and uh, I got this duck toy for Mac, and he loves playing. No, here we go, here we go. Yeah, there's the duck. So I'm gonna, there we go. All right, so here we are, first podcast of the year, and I'm playing fetch with my dog, Mac. So this is, is this imperfection, or is this real life, or is this just amazing? So uh, I'm digging it. So Amy says, we are all worthy of love. Amen, Amy. That That is it. That is it. Uh, Jeff says, the programming design paradigm that always worked best for me was to start with something minimal and then refine it in multiple cycles of test, evaluate, modify until reaching a point of diminishing returns. They're never perfect. <laughs> The spirituality of programming right there from Jeff. Jeff, you're preaching a sermon this year on the spirituality of programming. Give me an amen in the chat section. Let's go, Jeff. Princess says, I hope the Lego flowers will be permanently displayed behind you. Oh, I think they're too big for, for my bookcases behind me. But that's an interesting idea. Next week, when I have all of the flowers, the Lego flowers done, I will show them to you and see if I can fit them back there. But yeah, I think they're going to be too big to uh, to put there. Maybe I find another way. But that's a great idea, Princess. Cliff says, "After I quit after 36 years. You can do it too. I love you. Great work, Cliff. Great work. Jessica says, Max said, I'm worthy of love right now, Dad. <laughs> yes, you are, Mac. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a good boy. That's a good boy. If at first you don't succeed, you're about average, <laughs> Cheryl. <laughs> oh, Cheryl, you are cracking me up today. Luke says, I believe my cat is a loved one. I have lost reincarnated. I, uh, yeah, I won't say it out loud on a public post or some people I know would think I'm crazy. Uh, I, I, I think that's fantastic, Luke. You clearly have a deep connection with your cat. And I think that's just, I have a deep connection with Mac. And, uh, you know, I say dogs are your best friend. And uh, Mac is Mac is awesome. Wouldn't call him my best friend. Maybe I would. I don't know. Mac, I don't want to hurt your feelings. I'm talking too much. <laughs> uh, he's over there with his duck. And he's not paying attention to me. So um, that's awesome. Uh, okay. All right. Yeah, Jeff, you're in now. We've got some amens for you to preach that sermon on the spirituality of programming. So here we go. Uh, Jessica says, I love the test, evaluate, modify model. Can't wait to hear more. Fantastic. Awesome. I love it. So uh, friends, one of the things, uh, one of the things that also gets in the way of life is, uh, from doing things in life besides perfectionism is, you know, we just always have this tendency to compare ourselves with others. And many of you know that I'm into this guy named Rene Girard who created this theory called mimetic theory. And it's all about how, how we influence one another in unconscious ways. We're always picking up things because uh, we're hyper social creatures. And one of the things we're always picking up unconsciously is or sometimes consciously, is like comparing ourselves with others. And uh, he, Gerard, has this whole theory about how this leads to violence and escalating violence and all kinds of bad things. But uh, that's I think that's one of the things that I'm also going to try to work a little more on this year is just be me. 
just be me. And that means like, I don't have to compare myself with others. It goes back to, um, it goes back to, let's see, who, who was it that said, uh, worthy of love up here? Amy. Yeah. Amy said, we are all worthy of love. And that's where like, that's where if, if I, for me, I don't know about for you, but knowing deep in my bones that I'm worthy of love and that I'm lovable helps me to not compare myself with others. Because when I know that I'm loved and worthy of love, uh, I can just rest in that fact. And then I don't have to compare myself with others. Now, unconsciously, that's, that's where this gets so dangerous uh, is because we don't, we oftentimes we don't know that we're comparing ourselves with others, but that's, eh, Sometimes that's because we're in the rat race of life and sometimes it's just keeping up with the Joneses and um, knowing that I'm loved just as I am and I don't have to be like the Joneses in order to be loved might be one of my big spiritual practices this year. And maybe you can all hold me accountable to it. That would be awesome. So... Uh, so friends, that's, that's what I got for you on this new year's episode. We have any more comments here? Uh, uh, Lita says I quit smoking in 1988 and never touched another one. And that was cold Turkey. Well, friends, uh, thank you for being here. And, uh, we will be back next Thursday at 11 o'clock Pacific here on the Pastor Adam Facebook page, Clackamas UCC Raven Foundation Facebook page, and the Clackamas UCC YouTube channel. Uh, Dina says, Buddhism says desire leads to suffering. Ah, yes. Can we really do away with desire, though? I think, I, think I, I love what Buddhism says about desire, and I think it's absolutely true, especially when we desire according to the desires of another person. Like when we're influenced by others, keeping up with the Joneses, that kind of desire, I think, absolutely leads to suffering. And uh, I would never argue with the Buddha. <laughs> but I think there's another kind of desire. I think that's probably what the Buddha is talking about, because there's another kind of desire, like a positive desire, right? A desire for the a desiring the best for others and for ourselves. Uh, and this, I want to be careful about saying this because one of the great Christian mm, sayings since Thomas Aquinas uh, has been, how does it go? Uh, uh, desiring uh, the best for the other, uh, something like that. Uh, that's what love is. Love is desiring the best for the other or working for the best for the other. And the key to that is desiring the best for the other as the other is. Because so much of Christianity is, yeah, I love you and I desire what's best for you, but I know what's best for you. You need to be like me <laughs> or like what I think you should be like. We. This is the sin that Christianity is doing against our trans siblings and we do it against many people, but our trans siblings are suffering from this the most. Love is desiring the best for the other as the other is, not as I want, not as I think the other should be. 
give me an amen in the chat section. That's that's it. That's that I think is the healthy desire that that religions, including Buddhism, uh, is trying to get to. I think. What do I know about Buddhism? I am not a Buddhist. I shouldn't be saying that this is what Buddhism means, but <laughs> so that's where that's where I think Christianity goes, and uh, I think, yeah, yeah. So there we go. So let's see, Dina. Dina, you know more about this than I do. Wanting and desiring aren't always the same. Oh, Dina, I want to hear more about that. That is, I like that. I like that. I desire to contribute positively to the world in ways I'm most capable of suited to do so. Thank you, Jessica. That is good. Uh, Denise says it all depends on what you desire. I think that's it. Uh, and that's where the like the like I've been talking about the unconscious desire, right? And how uh, desire can just be something that we're not aware of. Um, kind of like this automatic desiring to keep up with the Joneses. We're trained to do it. We may just automatically do it as humans. Um, but that's where, Denise, I love what you're saying, because there's a way that we can be much more intentional about what we desire. Um, kind of like what Dina was getting at. There's a difference between uh, needs and wants, right? Do you really need that thing? Uh, sometimes, sometimes we do. Or is that a want that you don't really need, but you want, and so maybe you don't need it, or maybe you shouldn't get it. Now, sometimes our wants are worth wanting and worth getting. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but that's that's much more of a kind of a intentional way of, of thinking it through. Um, so yeah, I love where you're going with that, Denise. So uh, Jessica says, I've had to explain this to multiple grad students as to why I want to be a therapist, LOL. That's awesome, good stuff, good stuff. All right, well, Jeff, it looks like you are on the hook for a sermon in the near future, so that's good. <laughs> Dina says, desire is the context has unhealthy connotation. Desire in this context has unhealthy connotations. Yeah, that's good. I, I think desire can definitely do that. Um, it's, it's the 10th commandment, actually. So here's where the Bible and Buddhism may align really well. <laughs> the 10th commandment is uh, don't covet your neighbor's stuff. Uh, but the word in Hebrew is much less complicated than covet. It's just desire. <laughs> don't, don't desire your neighbor's stuff because that will lead to un unhealthy desire uh, and suffering. So as Denise says, it's all about what you're wanting, what you're what you're desiring, uh, and point ourselves in um, healthy desiring directions. So yeah, good, Dina, exactly, good. I'm glad I got it, Dina. <laughs> I'm glad. So anyway, everybody, thank you for being here, and uh, we will do this again next week on the Facebook pages and the YouTube channel. And uh, if you're listening on the on a podcast on a podcast. Uh, thank you. Special shout out to you. Glad that you are here listening to the recording of this. And uh, if you do listen on podcasts, you can listen wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you are on uh, iTunes, would love a review. I don't have a whole lot of reviews on iTunes. And if you're uh, on iTunes and would be willing to say, this is awesome, <laughs> that would be great. That would be great. So uh, everybody, may 
your troubles last as long as your New Year's resolutions. So make sure you make sure you your New Year's resolutions don't last very long. Okay, <laughs> get that out of the way. So all right, everybody. Hope you have a great rest of the day, and uh, we'll, we'll we will be back here next week. Until then, God be with you. All.